Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to BFTV here on the Battlefield Network and on the day Michael Beale has finally announced as Rangers 18th permanent manager. Incredible by the way, um, you, when you think just a year ago <laughs> the, guy, the guy left the club uh, with Stevie G and now he's, now he's back as, as manager. Delighted to say that this evening I'm joined by as ever Paul Sees. Good evening. Um, how are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't open with I'm bailing it. The, uh... I'm bailing it, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Snags or Simmy that came up with that. So Was it? Well, oh, I knew a group chat. I'm not saying came up with it in general terms, but oh, I knew a group chat. If I plagiarised somebody, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I've got I've got a message from Simmy that I'll play later on, by the way. Remind me. Yes, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Is it clean? Hi. Oh, yeah. It's, it's in the group chat. Just, right. Just <laughs> go to ask. You know what I mean? You've got to ask where Simmy's concerned. And... On the bike, fixing the hip. <laughs> that is rehab snags. How are we, mate? 
Good, mate. Thanks very much. I appreciate you asking. I'm uh, week four of uh, recovery from this hip arthroscopy. And for those of you that don't know what that means, it means, oh, you bastard. Um, <laughs> and uh, things, are, things are going well. When I need to keep myself going on this bike, as uh, we discussed pre-pod before we went live. Um, so I felt this was a good opportunity to discuss the thing that I love, the jazz, and also uh, Stevie's Christmas decorations. <laughs> And it's Stags alluded to there, but also joined by Four Lads Had a Dream blog, absolute juggernaut, um, Stevie Clifford. How are we doing, my friend? Right, listen, just a disclaimer straight away, as you can see, I'm in the living room, right, and right behind me is my door, and you can absolutely guarantee that the wee fella will appear any any minute and go, Dad, I need a poo. So, <laughs> I can like I've been me there. Right, honestly, <laughs> this is what will happen. Like, it's it's guaranteed. He does it every night, and then he comes back through and says, "Oh, I didn't really need it." So, <laughs> I did warn you when I came on, like that, daddy daycare and all that kind of stuff. Like, so you know, I like that. I like I can that. only, like apologise. Like, uh, the Christmas decors are up as well. They look great. So, there we go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, First of all, we'll just get right to it. I'll just say thanks to our sponsors, CP Plumbing and Heating. We have G4 Claims and we have Media Print EK. Um, again, the support the show, the podcast is brilliant. Um, Paul, it sees your oh. thoughts on... To the... Is it me you're talking to there, eh? Right. Ah, right, okay. Your <laughs> thoughts Your thoughts on today's, today's announcement. Obviously, it's probably the worst-kept secret in British football at the moment. Yeah. But... Michael Beale has left QPR to take up the post that he kind of always wanted. So, yeah, I mean, he, was, he left a year ago uh, as the as first team coach, and he, he returns, you know, three hundred and seventy odd days later as Legrand Fromage. He is the main man now. Um, I'm pleased we've got uh, got got the got it done and dusted. Uh, I, we couldn't let it be protracted any, any longer than it actually is. Players came back today. His only, his only born is missing. He's uh, away in World Cup duty. Everybody else is back in um, in Howie. So it's, it was important that we had somebody in place either by today or by, by the next couple of days in order that they can do a, sort of a mini pre-season. Now, the fact he does know most of the players is, is a good thing. So I'm kind of, I'm pleased that's been done. And I'm pleased that, and yeah, I suppose in a way, people have been floating their names, are floating about, it might be always probably... Well, him and Sean Dyche should probably say were the ones. So, um, I'm a little bit concerned in a way, but we'll, we'll get to that later on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased it's been done and I'm pleased he's here. Snags, me and you in the chat were probably early doors going for Sean Dyche for various reasons. I know a lot of people in the chat will probably get stick for that, but various <laughs> reasons. Um, one being experience, something that Michael Beale maybe doesn't have as a manager in his own right. However, you can't really dismiss the experience that Michael Beale has as a coach, you know, in terms of making players better. We've seen it with our own eyes um, for three and a bit years. So, are you happy? I know you wanted Sean Dice, but are you happy Michael Beale's now here? Beale Ball is back. Yes, mate, 100%. And as Paul, as he's alluded to there, I think the the timing of it is is perfect because it's right about the time where our uh, form normally dips, you know, <laughs> coming yes. into that Christmas break time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's good in itself, but also in terms of you know you're talking about Beale's experience there, and something that um, I think is is really important uh, for everybody to to kind of think about is 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 when Michael Beale was here under Stephen Gerrard, you would say that he was eighty. 
to ninety percent of the of the kind of force behind everything that Gerard did, really. You know, so in terms of experience, I think he's got it when it when it comes to Rangers, um, particularly in the highs and the lows. So the more the more you kind of consider it, the 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 better it looks, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Stevie, I think the question everybody wants to know for you, mate, is who do you love more, Michael Beale or Scott Wright? More. <laughs> 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 right in the spot, Ellie does. <laughs> I just say that uh, Snagsy's goalie top looks unreal. I've been thinking about buying that, but I've not. Listen, I've done a lot of like comfort eating these last few months, so I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that. Uh, I'm in that boat. <laughs> That, that that would quite fit me as well as it looks on Snagsy, you know. So um, maybe one to to work towards, and you know when I finally decide. Stevie, that... mate, Stevie, we can discuss modelling contracts for the four lads board, mate. That's no worries at all. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. Did I manage to deflect away from that question? So, <laughs> I think what, somebody, what question? somebody what question? said that a couple of weeks ago that that's how you pivot or something. But anyway. <laughs> Um, delighted Michael Beale's here. So um, you would have heard me talk about this the last, you know, months and stuff in in the press room and things like that. So I'm very happy that he's here. Um, and you know, it's it, it. Listen, I said this before. It, it's a different job now for Michael Beale. When he came in before, he we all gave him grace and we all gave Stephen Gerrard grace because we bought into the project. We knew that he was going to get given time. Michael Beale, it's not the same job now. He doesn't have that, and that's going to be the biggest challenge for him. And we also know that that when he was here before, Stephen Gerrard got absolutely everything he wanted, you know, right up until the point where he didn't and he and he left, which you know means that when he wanted a player, he had the final say and everything else. Michael Beale's going to have to be strong because we've still got issues surrounding, you know, other parts of the club without kind of delving into it too much that we're maybe all a bit sceptical about. So we want Michael Beale to come in and, and be tough. And, you know, he, he's going to, he's, he's got a big job on his, on his hands. That's for sure. But I'm absolutely delighted he's here. And uh, it's, you know, it just gives us all a lift, I think as well. I think we've all been pretty down watching the football the, the last wee while. So hopefully the players will get a bounce and, and hopefully they'll um, pick themselves up. What I would say is right off the bat, knowing, what kind of character Mick is that there's no chance that these players will be able to put in the half efforts that they have been recently. So it's not all on Van Bronckhurst, the situation we're in. These players have got to stand up and take some responsibility and really start showing for the jersey. So, you know, I'm all aboard the, the Beal train and I'm, I'm certainly sure he'll, he'll make the right decision and start playing Scott Wright from the start. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, and this is the question I was actually going to put to you, and Steve has kind of alluded to it there, is the job, right, and I know when when Michael Veal first came to the club under Gerard, it was different circumstances, we were obsessed with getting title 55 to stop, we, we know what was going to happen at the other side. Um, is he now walking into a bigger job? Because as Stevie alluded to, the pressure's so much different now. They got time to improve, to build, to progress, that time we've been to a European final, we've won the league, and we've won the Scottish Cup. We should have done more, obviously, in that time. But it's no really, it's no really the same job, obviously, as Stevie's just alluded to. So is it a bigger job now, Paul, than when, than the one that they walked into in 2018? That's a bit of a double-edged sword in many respects, what you're saying, because they were brought in to try and stop 
um, what was going to happen across the city and get 55, and they did. But it did take time, and so an awful lot, I would say, that you could you could see a marked improvement year on year. So that, that, that gave them some grace. And then we went through that that amazing uh, season when we got 55, you know, unbeaten, conceded only 13 goals. That's just unbelievable. That's going to be incredibly hard, if, it, if not impossible, to replicate. So I would say, in a, in a way, know that this is a bigger this, this is a bigger job uh, because we're giving more time. But the pressures to stop the ten come across the city was absolutely massive, especially in that fin- that final season when we got the fifty five. That was a massive, massive season for them. But I think the aid of expectation um, now because we won the league and because we've been to the European uh, final and because um, we won the Scottish Cup, but we faltered so badly this season. It's, it's, it's really got an awful lot of weight or uh, expectation on now to, to sort of try and get us back up to the standards he had beforehand because we're so high. Let's not forget that 55 season that was almost impeccable, almost impeccable, and it's going to be really difficult to do that again. Obviously, in his, his mind, he thinks he can, and that's what we want. That's that's the mindset we want and the attitude that we want. And as, as Stevie alluded to... As Steve alluded to, um, he's, he's not going to allow the playing staff any time to sort of rest in the laurels or or down tools or be or going about things half-arsed. I, I want to see some arses kick because it's, it's been very evident from, from watching the matches close close up. It, it's, there's just uh, there's a, a lack of fight and a lack of uh, heart there. And some of the some, some of the things that we've talked about on social media, players refusing to play, and you can think and arguments um, pre-season and after matches, simply cannot be allowed to, to happen or continue. And I think him going in there will will stop that. My my slight fear is that some of the players may think, oh well, here's here's uh, Mickey Bale back, he's my pal beforehand, we got on really well, and then all of a sudden he's the boss, he's the top yeah. man, and that brings a different dimension to the relationship within. Them and certain players, and um, still we have to put the arm around them, but he'll have the final say in, on an awful lot of things. So rather than being dropped for a match and put his arm in and say, "Look, we'll get back in the training ground, we'll make it better next next week," it's a case of you're dropped because you're not playing well, and then it's all these the bastards drop me. And it's, so that sort of thing, it's a it's like a sh- slight shift in in the, the mentality is going to have to be. But yeah, sorry, I think I've won the slight off topic there, but that's just yeah, that's my thought. Sorry, mate, we're used to you being out, don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> Stags, the thing is, there's so many factors around this appointment that are going to contribute to either being a success or no success. And it has to be the backing for upstairs to begin with, as Stevie says there about the, the final saying, transfers and stuff like that. You know, it's just, <laughs> don't forget to text Snags to make your donation to the BFX Bash in the sponsored cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that man's health, yo. Swindon to Glasgow. I'll do it, lads. I'll do it tonight. Um, but there are so many factors running, mate, that you know that all has to fall into place. I think what was key in the statement put out by the club is that the board have said in that statement that they will back Ross Wilson and Michael Beale to be a success. Now we've all had our say on Ross Wilson, we've all had our thoughts on Ross Wilson. It's now hit the reset a wee bit. Stevie hasn't it? <laughs> no, I think he has. Let's go. We need to hit the reset now and, and, and back these guys, you know, to bring in the players that it's required to again overthrow a deficit um, against them, which he's used to because he done it first time around. So 
What's your thoughts on that, mate? Do you think we'll get? Do you think Michael Beale will get the backing at the end of the day? It's, it's they've got it. It's quite simply, it's they have to make this a success. You would you would assume that you know re- reassurances have 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 been made. Uh, regards his appointment and given you know Giovanni van Bronckhorst's comments and given Stephen Gerrard and McBeal's comments uh, post leaving Rangers they're no daft, they understand um, how the club operates and um, what their limitations are now um, and I think you know that will have, have ultimately uh, been a um, a factor in his in his acceptance of the contract um, but just to touch on, on what you were saying um, what sorry, what, what policies were saying about um, you know picking up the squad and things like that, and uh, you know the change in position. Now, I think the the, the the kind of massive difference and also massive positive that he has now is that when Gerard and, and Bill Al came to the came to the club first time around, they had a template, they had ideas, they had a you know a ninety day plan, a hundred and eighty day plan, and and how they were going to execute things. And obviously, they've learnt things along the way. They've learnt the personality traits, they've learnt the work ethics of the. The, the group and I think there's still 18 players of that group that they had originally so that's going to be a huge advantage to McBeal coming into this role and I don't think there'll be a difference in, in levels of respect um, you know uh, policy is sort of saying there about how he's coming in as a as a gaffer now I think the the, the, the respect was already earned and was there and I don't think that will change I think um, you know what, what, what will be a challenge will be um, getting consistency out of the group whilst trying to manage a, a kind of re, you know a, a squad refresh in the sort of mid to longer term that's going to be a huge challenge for McBeal but also um you know Champions League as a you know a norm you know not a normality but it's a it's certainly you know it's going to be an expectation going forward that we make that every year now so the weight and pressure is going to be you know arguably greater on, greater on him but you know in terms of kind of confidence, I think you know he's the guy that can do it. I like that. I like that positivity, Snacks. I love positivity. It's got to be done, mate. You, you know, you get that with me. It's free. So it's all about. Um, Stevie, you were obviously in and around um, the, the kind of media side of things when Stephen Gerrard was there, and obviously McBeal. You, you kind of know the way they operate as such. Um, how do we see McBeal transitioning? From and by the way, no disrespect to any QPR fans, right? But the Rangers manager's post is a, a wee bit more, <laughs> you know, press, you know, interest alone is huge. How do we see him coping with that? Because he's not a stupid guy, let's face it, the guy's very highly regarded. Um, but we know taking a step up from being a coach where Stephen Gerrard kind of throws that blanket around everybody as the leader and, and, and I'll take the flack for everything, it's new Michael Beale's job. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he said himself he's a completely different person than he was a year ago and when he left. So I don't really, I don't think it's a challenge for Michael Beale to suddenly be the Rangers manager because I think that it was already there, you know, when, when he left. He's went to Aston Villa. By all accounts, what the, the Villa players have said down there is he was, I think the phrase he used was he was overcooked as the assistant and it was like having two managers. So I, I feel that Michael Beale was already ready at this point last year when he left us. So him coming in now, you know, I, and I get what people are saying. They're maybe worried about the experience side of it and stuff like that. But experience you can get on the job. And he, and he had three years, three and a half years of seeing exactly what is required, how you win, what you've got to do to win. <clears throat> 
he's seen how Stephen acted as manager, you know, and he's already spoken about that. So he, he knows the demands and he knows the standards that that he needs to that he needs to hit. But what I would say about Michael Beale is that Michael Beale demands hard work. You know, on the training ground, he will demand that of players. He's he's all in. It's good attitude. It's good, you know, it's a hundred percent all the time about the club, not only just on the you know, in and around the club, but on the training pitch when you're representing Rangers, he won't put up with the things that we've we've seen and the things that we've apparently heard. So there's a I still think that I think that people maybe don't realise the, the type of character he is and, and are worried about things that I don't really think are, are, are too relevant. Like I understand people's fears and things like that, but him transitioning into this job, I think he's ready made for it. And I think that it's an ideal time for him to, to, to go and do it. The, the only thing that's going to prove that right is by, you know, he, he needs all the pressure on him. He needs to hit the ground running. He needs to, you know, he needs to come in. And, and we were talking about this a wee bit before. What What's success for Michael Beale? Well, success for Michael Beale is the same as any other Rangers manager. He needs to win. And he knows he needs to win. And he knows that he needs to win by any means, you know. The rest of it comes later. But the things that he said, he, he said something I thought that was really key. And I don't know if people picked up on it. And maybe I did more than anybody else. He said that this group needs to take the handbrake off. Want to go and play and win in style. And that's what we have to do to be here. I wonder if that's reflected slightly on what he's seen. And and it's just, I thought it was an interesting term that yeah. he picked up and he's used. It's something that we've all said as groups of fans that we wish this team would go and have a right good go and take the handbrake off. We've all said it, I think. So that was an interesting phrase for me. I'm either reading too much into it or I've picked up something maybe underlining that he thinks. So I wrote it down, mate. I wrote it down to but that's how I thought I was the same as you. I, yeah. that, that just came to me like I've watched from afar and I've seen these players have been shackled. Yeah. He used to take the shackles off as well at some yeah. point as well. So it, he knows he's seen that. Like I say, he's not daft, is he? Well, if, you know, without I'm not going to sit here and, and claim that I'm close to Michael Beale or anything. That's not the case. But you know that I've, I've spoken to him a wee bit and he's kept in contact and he does watch all our games. So I've got no doubt that he knows exactly where this squad is and exactly where this group of players is. And that, to me, is advantageous as well because he knows. He knew where we were this time last year. He made some interesting comments on Daryl Curry's um, podcast with him. And he said that he realised that maybe for some of those players that their journey had kind of ended when we won 55 and won the league and he needed to recycle. If he thought that a year ago, he's going to know coming into this squad exactly what they need at this moment. So that's my hope when it comes to him. But I don't, genuinely, I don't have any fear in in him not being able to transition into the, the manager's position. I think he's ready-made. And you look at some of our best appointments and, you know, as Rangers managers, for experience-wise and stuff, some of the best ones have, have come from no experience and just going straight into the job. Walter Smith being a prime example. And yes, he had worked with Jim McLean and things like that, but you could argue that Michael Beale has had, you know, a very good ground in that at Chelsea, Liverpool, Sao Paulo and Brazil coming back, being here already. So I don't really worry about that too much. As I said, the proof is going to be in, in the pudding of what he does over the next couple of months. But I'm very confident that it's a good appointment for Rangers and I'm very confident that he has 
the aggression and the desire as well as knowing the levels that are required. I think it all boils down to Stevie. Sorry, Scott. It's, no, it's, he requires backing from this board. That's yeah. I, as, I, as long as he gets that, I think I think we'll be okay. I think he needs to have final say in it, though. That goes back to yeah, kind of what yeah. I said at first. That that I think that's everybody's worry that if he doesn't get the final say, because let's let's. If you think about what Giovanni said in terms of contracts, and he didn't really know who was getting renewed, that's a question for Ross Wilson. Mm-hmm. He made a he made a very interesting statement when he talked about players coming in. He said sometimes managers don't always get what they want, and the club think a wee bit more long term, but it's not necessarily what we want, and we don't always get what we get. He went on to say it was a collective decision and things like that. But that little statement more or less said to me he maybe wanted other things that they didn't, and they're thinking more. And then you think possibly about the type of player that's come in when you look at Yilmaz, when you look at Matondo, these guys needing to be progressed and and, mm-hmm. and polished, if you like. So Mick Beale has to has to be as demanding as Stephen Gerrard was in, in his role, and, and it's my way of the highway kind of thing. So I, I'm not worried about him coming with no promises. I don't think he comes up here and, and the board are saying, well, we're not giving you anything. I don't think that's an issue for me. I think he will have been given it, but he, he'll he need to stretch it. And he's already shown at QPR in the summer that he can he can bring players in without spending very much. But you'll you'll be on the same, you know, kind of level of expectation here that he'll need to spot and he's got a good knowledge of young players and people that are coming through and things so I still think I still think overall that, that when people kind of talk about these things it's it's natural and understandable kind of I don't know angst to have regarding him coming in but I think that I think that we can confidently say that for every negative you could you can you can argue against it and argue the other way as well so I'm I'm still look you know I'm still really positive about it, and I still think it's the best appointment there. Thing is, the the board that a lot of people say the lazy choice, lazy choice, lazy choice. You could flip that as Stevie's saying as a positive mindset, saying it's actually the sensible choice. He's somebody who we know will get a tune out of what's already there. We know he won't tolerate the nonsense that's been going on allegedly. We know that he won't he won't stand for anything other than the best for everybody because he will guarantee that he gives them their best. That's I think that's a guarantee we'll get with McBeal. Um For me, the board have obviously looked at it and said, well, there's an opportunity here to get somebody in who's highly regarded, who we may not be able to get in a few years' time, by the way, because who knows what way his career would have, would have, would have went. And he's, he's they're obviously sitting thinking, he, he knows the players, he knows the club, he knows the league. There is less of a risk there of him getting up to mm. speed and taking his time, etc. What he needs to do is just get everybody on side. Fans, players, the board, everybody, and get pulling in, in, in the same direction because it's been fragmented for too long now. You know, where there's been sections of the support wanting Geo, there's been sections of support wanting to get time. Players don't look as if they're together. They know that there just was so much going on that everything was against Geo in the end, which has obviously led to the, the guy losing his job. But in terms of Michael Bealsnags, what is our expectation for the rest of this season? Because, yes, we're nine points behind them. We have three games against them. No saying we can overthrow that. I'm not trying to put too much you know, on the guy's shoulders. But we have to look at that as saying we have to start to lay down markers and pretty quickly that we're actually going in the right direction for a change rather than the other way. And we also have two yeah. cup competitions without European distraction. 
that Rangers mm. would be well capable of winning um, with the squad we have. So, what is our expectation? Because I think we should still be aiming pretty high, but at the same time, understanding the situation that we find ourselves in. I think the immediate expectation is a is a very quick upward trend um, in terms of performance and results. You know, that's what we want to see. You know, out with the competitions and and the kind of value of the prizes. You know, here and that's what everybody wants to see. We want to see. Uh, to quote you, you know, the players taking their shackles off, the handbrakes off, um, because, you know, they were playing in a, <laughs> it wasn't really a system as such, but it was certainly something from the 1990s, I would suggest, uh, that wasn't working very well uh, for Giovanni Van Broekhoff. So it'd be good to see them used in a proper tactical system where they've got a bit of free will um, and power of decision-making to do things that they're good at and that's nurtured and developed um, under McBeal. You know, these are the kind of things that I think that we should be getting excited about um, in terms of in terms of my own expectations, I would say, uh, you know, qualifying for Europe is a is an absolute minimum. Um, you know, loads loads of folk are saying that, you know, the league is gone now. I don't think that's true yet, um, but I think it would be unrealistic to say actually, I we could still win it comfortably. You know, I think it's it's going to be hard, um, but you know, maybe we'll get hundred percent of my support in that. Um, and lastly, the last two cups, I would I would love us to win both um, and finish the season on at least a double. That would be fantastic. But, I mean, for me, upward trend and fast um, is it for me just now. Paul sees Nicola, we love Nicola. Um, hope she's doing well. Aye. Do you guys think the players who are out of contract soon will sign a new deal under Michael Beale? So, we're thinking along the lines here of Ryan Kent, or Freddie Milos, so on and so forth. I, I, um, I think if they were... If they were sort of swithering about it, Mick Beal coming in is probably going to put maybe more in favour of staying. But that all depends. You know, I'm sure their agents have already done some groundwork behind the scenes, saying so and so has been, uh, so and so clubs interested. They could be offering you this amount of money per week. It all, it all comes down to money at the end of the day, you know, and maybe the pull of a bigger league. Um, if, if there's nothing there, uh, like it wasn't for Goldson. Then you know there's a good chance a good chance they'll stay. I think it's still pretty much 50-50. I think I think it was looking like Morelos and Kent are possibly away. I think it's looking more likely that I, I, I don't know about Morelos. I think he's I think he's maybe his heart is set now on, on going, but it depends on the relationship he's got with Mick Beale. Um But I would say it's pretty much 50-50. It's maybe going from 60-40 to 50-50. Stevie, I'll put that to you as well. And also, I think some people think that you're obviously Billy Gilmore's agent. Because Aye. Is, it, is he coming in loan in January, Stevie? You, you'll know this if he's coming in loan in January or no, because you're his agent. I think that the players that we've got, I think <clears throat> the key thing to ask is which ones we, we would actually want to keep. Yeah. I think that's more of a question than, you know, which ones that we're, we're actually looking to sign. So... For me, the, the guys that are out of contract, the only ones that I would really keep is is Alfredo Morelos and, and Ryan Kent. And, you know, there's got to be, there's a financial decision in there as well. We've invested a hell of a lot of money in, in Ryan Kent, you know, £7 million to come in, wages over that course of years, you know, that's a £10 million investment or thereabouts or whatever, you know. But we've got to see a return for that. If you keep him for three years... And then, you know, say to him a year in, if you get an offer, five, six million, which isn't what we need, but it's, it's better than him walking away. There can be some sort of mm. deal like that. Alfredo's a bit different because you might say with Alfredo, will he cost a million pounds? And if he walked away, then 
if we've done everything to keep him and he doesn't want to stay, we've more than got our money's worth out of him. So you can understand that a wee bit. But they would be your two obvious ones. But I'm sorry, like, I think that the time to have a refresh, Ryan Jack, Philippe Hollander, Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, to name but a few, I think the core of that really needs to go for themselves and for us. So I appreciate some people might not agree, but I just think that at some point you have to cut this squad. And I think we're at the time where that really needs to be now. But interestingly, see, to go back to something you said about the board and taking the lazy option and going for Mick Beale. It's cost them, you know, over a million pounds to go and get Michael Beale and it's cost them quite a lot to get rid of this current management team. Surely the laziest thing would have been just to leave Van Bronckhurst there and yep. just ignore everything else and just say, well, we'll just carry on as, as pair, at least until the end of the season. So I don't buy that. Um, I don't buy that argument at all. So just a, just a point on that Um that was was mentioned before. As for as for the wee man, like, I can't really comment on that. It's not fair to do so. People will kind of read into things. But what I will say is, it's a he's doing tremendously well down at Brighton. He's starting to get game time and things like that. So I would hope that he's really going to push on and, and kick in. And he's excited about being there. So you know, one day I'm positive that the wee fellow will be back one day. But um, I, I don't personally. I don't think it will be anytime soon from a, a kind of Rangers fan viewpoint and watching it, I think he's just made his move and he'll, he'll want to kick on there and, and really establish himself, which hopefully he does. You don't really want, obviously, to a Rangers point of view, you do, but you don't really want to see him back anytime soon because you want him to be going smashing. No, it I really don't because you've sat next to me before and you know how grumpy I am and I'll turn on him immediately. <laughs> like, so family or not, I'll turn on him straight away. So, you know... <laughs> Mick Beale will get 15 minutes off me before I make my mind up. So I'll <laughs> maybe get 18 or 20. But um, you, you strike me as having nothing but an aura of positivity and joy. <laughs> I don't normally before the games, Paul. I don't know. Fine, that's just me, Paul. It says. Oh, it's like, no, 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 you know, the appointment of Mick Beale and stuff like that, equally as important as the appointment of his backroom staff. Snags, I know you were quite um, chatty about this in our group chat. Um, Banfield, um, Matthew, and um, um, who has who has came in alongside Michael Beale, been a part of the Michael Beale way for a long, long time. Um, in terms of you know some sort of relationship with him, he was in his first job. He turned to the three guys as his trusted lieutenants, if you like. Um, a wealth of experience, I think that that bring their own wee part. A bit like Gerard's management team with Beal and Culture, etc., and and Gary Mack brought they bring their own wee kind of part to it. You know, you've got a set piece coach there. You've got you've got Banfield who's got absolute wealth of experience working under Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. Um, What's your thoughts on that, mate? Because you were obviously talking, you were talking about this on the in the in the pod chat, mate. So I want to give you the floor for this one. Thanks, buddy. No, I think it's, I think it's extremely positive. I think um, the three guys that you mentioned there, um, you know, there was there was people uh, well respected in the Premier League who did not expect them to come with him, um, 
but here we are. And I think that tells you everything you need to know about the draw of, you know, Michael Beale's ethos and how he works, but also uh, the draw of Rangers Football Club um, as a whole. Um, you know, uh, Banfield in particular is in his 60s now, do you know what I mean? And he's got to relocate for London um, back up to Glasgow. So I think, you know, the draw for him is, is you know, it's, it's uh, clearly enough for him to do that. Um, and I think what we're going to see, and uh, Stevie, you'll know more about this than I do, but I think in terms of um, how... Mick Beale and Gerard's other backroom staff operated at Rangers where, you know, they each they each took a section of the team um to coach with. Um I think we're going to get the same approach under Mick Beale with with the, the guys that he's brought from uh, QPR as well. And that for me is, is is very, very exciting. And I think Watling as well. I've heard a lot about Watling down here. He's a he's a very exciting prospect. And I think um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he turns the fortunes of this team around. But you know, very, very excited, mate. Stevie, you, the whole thing with, with his backroom team, everybody was, you know, were desperate to see, some fans are desperate to see a Kevin Thompson, a Neil McCann, a somebody along those lines that's an ex-player. I've always been in the opinion that it should be done to whoever the manager is at the time, whether they require something like that. The interest in, in the board's statement about further appointments or further announcements on um, appointments would be made in due course. Do we think that we see a kind of space for a Neil McCann or for a Kevin Thompson or... It might not even be somebody that's connected with the club at all. It could be just somebody who's connected to McBeal, which would be quite good, to be fair. Um, do we see anything like that? I think that, you know, obviously there would be more appointments because, one, the club said it, and two, just when you think about the number-wise, I think that Michael will look to bring in a dedicated fitness coach that, that's going to be there. If you think about... If, if you think that of the, of the guys that came in, so... And I'm I'm still trying to get used to who's who, but the young the younger boy that, that um what 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 was Harry Harry apologies Harry apologies as I said I'm I'm still trying to, to kind of get up to speed. Same. <laughs> he's gonna he's the he's the set piece guy, isn't he? So he's going to be the one that that we and you know just to have a set piece specialist at the club, somebody working on it is going to be a joy because you know watching. 20 crosses going in against Johnston in the first 10 minutes and not creating anything was was really soul-destroying. So if we can get and start, you know, using that. I think I read a stat somewhere we scored 15 goals from corners on the way to, to 55 and then only, only two or three last season. So we need to kind of rectify that and start using it as a, as a bigger weapon. We do get a lot of corners. We do attack a lot. So... That's exciting for me. Like Snags was saying there, that Banfield, that the the older gentleman that was at Arsenal with Wenger and stuff like that. You know, there's a wealth of experience there. So, if you get if if you then bring in a dedicated fitness person, and maybe, he's obviously still going to have to have an assistant coach as well. So, there's still a dynamic there to to come in, and whether or not he really needs somebody. Listen, I'm a wee bit biased when it comes to KT. Um, I think that Kevin Thompson speaks really well. I think that he understands the desire and what it, it requires to be at Rangers and he speaks really well. Whether or not he's a, a good coach, I can't sit and say that because he I, I don't have that experience. So, you know, I was... I, I could say the same about Neil McCann. You know, Neil McCann speaks really well. They know the club. But it's ultimately, like you say, it's down to Michael Beale. Do I see something like that happening? Only, I only want it to happen if Michael Beale wants it to happen. I don't want this board 
to push somebody on him that perhaps he doesn't want or him to take somebody because it's it's noise from us from the outside. Yeah. So just, just make the right appointments is all that I ask and get the right team that he wants. Let him get the team that he wants and then go from there. But I know just in, in kind of just in, to talk about today, Michael Beale's priority today was meeting the players and getting them out in the training ground and he drilled them in fitness, done fitness tests and he drilled them on conditioning. And that'll keep going now until they then start to get the ball working stuff in. If the stories are to be believed about the Algarve and, and what happened in the summer, they never at any point done that. So he's already went in and that's what I want to see out of this players. I want to see them really getting their, their bollocks ran off and worked so that they can start putting that in on the pitch. So I think Michael's going to know what he's doing. He's going to know who he wants to bring in. If that's a Kevin Thompson or a Neil McCann, then fine. As long as it's up to him, I'll be happy and trust what he does. The thing is, Paul, that's the key point, mate, isn't it? It's got to be, and I've said it for the start, since we, since it was looking likely that it was Michael Beale and everybody saying, oh, we're getting this guy in with him and whoever else. If Michael Beale wants that, then I'd be okay with it. If Michael Beale doesn't want it, then no, it should never happen. At the end mm. of the day, he's the manager of the club. If you're entrusting him to pick the team every week, you need to entrust him to pick his guys who are running about him, his, his, course, his guys, yeah. you know, his workers. Um, I think seeing him at the training ground the day, mate, was absolutely brilliant. He just looked as though he'd never been away. <laughs> back there in the in the cat and directing traffic on that training ground, it's brilliant to see. Loving it, I'm I'm, I'm excited again about being a Rangers supporter, and I think that's probably the way a lot is. I feel now yeah. we're back to being excited about the club again. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said to group chat earlier on regarding this uh, coaching stuff, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a wild ride to actually sit in the stadium and not see you not see a goalkeeping coach uh, passing out tactical instructions. That's going to be really it's going to be so surreal to see. Um, no, but you're yeah, right. Um, if Michael Beale wants somebody in, it should be his choice. It shouldn't be there by the board, or they shouldn't say, well, we think you should have somebody, a former player with connections. No, Michael Beale wants, wants, wants his own men. He gets his own men, and it has to be that way. Let's not forget, he's not a rookie uh, in regards to the Scottish game. He's done three years up here. He knows the league. He knows the players. He knows setups. He knows the clubs. He's been to every, every single ground. So he'll have that. He doesn't have to have somebody with Scottish football knowledge. He's got that already. So it should be his man that's in. And I've got, and as you say, I'm quite excited about uh, getting back to the stadium again and, and seeing and seeing us play, because we, we we've all discussed this many times on these podcasts and and, and in, in person. It was being insipid. It was just awful to watch. Football was terrible, and it just bored you to death. It was just the same thing. So now we've got this. Michael Beale's going back. His, the brand of football that, that he played with, with, uh, with Gerard was very, very good. And it was it was always mixed up. You didn't really know what was going to happen next. And so that's what we want. We want we want other teams to be tactically confused about how we're doing things. But at the same time, we're not tactically confused like they seem to have been. They, they didn't know what system they were playing. Um, we want we want to sort of uh, baffle the opposition with some uh, Beale ball. And Snags, when we're talking about assistance and stuff like that, I take it we're all on board with Tom Culture Loyal coming back <laughs> and being, <laughs> being involved in some way. The love for Tom Culture runs deep as well because he just came across as somebody who took no shit. <laughs> and that's the kind of guy that I can get behind as a Rangers on the Rangers coaching staff. No nonsense scouser that will slash your tires if you misbehave, that kind of thing. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> that's the kind of guy. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, mate, and and uh, you know, just to just to kind of um, echo what you guys were saying about um, you know the appointment of a of a Scottish coach, stroke assistance coach, or whatever. Um, one thing that baffled me under Van Bronckhorst uh, was the appointment of Cherry Bowley. Um, you know, coming from Barry Town, um, but obviously part of the City Group Academy, which you know was obviously a big thing at the time. But that baffled me. Like that, that felt weird. It didn't feel right to me. Um, and and you know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I would hope, like you say, that the appointment of a Scottish coach is something that is, uh, you know, something that Mick Beale, you know, wants as opposed to something that the board are trying to um, sort of push onto him um, in that regard. Because I think in terms of the structure as it is, yes, there should be a, you know, succession plan and there should be a development plan, but they shouldn't really tamper with it out with uh, those kind of boundaries, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. It is time now for the speculation to stop. It's time for the, the hard work to begin on the training park. Michael Beale to get stuck in a boot. He's already started. His interview was quite good on RTV. And you, and again, the wee clips of him training, etc. Just give me a wee buzz back, you know, for the, you know, what's, what's coming. Um, just want to alert everybody to the fact that we do have a Christmas live show. And we'd like you to come. We'd like you to come and, and join us at it. Um, David Tanner's going to host. And before the chat goes alight with some of the stuff, just know what you're talking about first before you criticise the dude. Um, and then we have uh, Alex McDonald, we have Colin Hendry, and we're hopeful that there'll be one more getting added to that lineup as well. We'll get raffles, we'll get live music. We George has got to be there again at Laldi as pair because she's an absolute legend. Um, and we just want you to come and join us and have a laugh and a carry on and a wee drink. Yeah, so it's our live pod. Um, we'll probably be discussing the previous evening's uh, Hibs match. A Q and A win against Hibs. Yeah, the win against Hibs. Uh, Mick Beale's first match. We'll have um, a Q and A session with uh, former players, Barca Bear, as you say. Um, price includes um, uh, hot, food. Food, hot food. Um, you know, a kiss. There's, there's a kiss from a kiss, uh, a kiss from Simi. Um, and he's had his magic beard. See, um, if you'd have said Geo, there might have been a rush, <sighs> right? But you see, you went Simi. And I love Simi, I would kiss Simi, but it's, you know, it's, you always get the guns and that, no? Well, so, that's the, 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 you need the, to play the, the scarcity card first, you know what I mean? There's not that many tickets left. No, there's not, actually. Because because Baz and you are going to be doing a guns show between them. <laughs> so you have, you have that. Uh, and of course, let's let, let's not forget um, say live music from Jodie and a bit, of a bit of a Christmas disco afterwards, if you want that. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, you can get preferential room rates because it's at the Gold Glasgow Urban Hotel. Tickets can be bought at the bottom of the screen there. Did you know, by the way, did you know that David Tanner used to do the commentary for the blind at uh, Ibrox? Did he? By the way, fun fact. I, actually, fun fact. I, actually, I actually spent a wee bit of time on, on the phone him there recently and another fun fact was, did you know that he actually introduced the club to the anthem, Simply the Best? There you go. See? See? Just learnt that, baby. <laughs> Literally just learnt that. So there you go. The rest of the fun facts are one pound donation to the RBC. <laughs> 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 I just want to say my thanks to Policies and my thanks to Snags, as always, for joining us on a regular um, podcast every week. And a huge thanks to, to Stevie for four lads for joining us this evening to discuss Michael Beale's appointment, mate. I hope your first time in a Battle Fever podcast wasn't too bad, mate. Yeah, it was good. The wee fella didn't arrive. The dog was appearing <laughs> in the corner for a bit. Um, but apart from that, it was um, pretty successful, I think. So <laughs> I hope that I haven't bored everybody too much. And uh, yeah, it's great to be on. Hopefully, 
next time that trajectory that Snags was talking about and, and we've all spoke about tonight is is one that we're on and, and we can start enjoying things again. So, you know, yeah, Snags what he thinks and what his expectancy is until the end of the season. Well, I want every game won and two trophies at least up the road. It's not much more to ask for, you know. A couple of tankings handed out as well. So make it fun again. Three trophies, including like, <laughs> three. <laughs> treble coming now. <laughs> no pressure, Mick. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> um, the, the last time, actually, we won the league, Stevie, we, we had a, a four-hour podcast where we were all kind of steamboats at the end of it, mate. So if I could pencil you in around about May time, you're more than welcome to join us. <laughs> Don't point at me. <laughs> you. <laughs> how did that beer can end up in the washing machine policies? People need to know. <laughs> how did it happen? <laughs> As always as well, thanks to you in the chat for keeping it going in there. It's been kind of decent tonight with some of the chat that's going on. Well, we'll be back on Thursday evening and we have a different guest on Thursday evening. We have Mr. David Edgar from Heart and Hand joining us on Thursday night. And I'm unsure who out the pod yet because we're busy, busy people in this podcast and a bit of drama queens, you know what I mean? And these two here have already done it this week, so they might go fuck off to that. You know, I don't want any mail this week, so bolt. Um, so that's <laughs> that's where we're at. But thank you very much for joining us. I'll leave you with one quote, and Stevie alluded to it earlier. I want to take the handbrake off and go for it every single week. That there is a statement that I can get behind as a Ranger supporter. Hashtag keep the battlefield on. When I was a young boy, my father said to me. Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet is beautiful and steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I can. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.